Crusade Channel News. News you can trust. Because the truth can be trusted. From the Crusade Channel News Desk, here's Janet Huxley. Good morning, Crusaders. Welcome to Thursday, July 20th, 2023. I'm Janet Huxley, reporting for the Crusade Channel News Desk, live from the Dothan Ranch and Farm south of Kansas City, Missouri. This report is brought to you by the Founders Trade and Post, featuring our very own gourmet coffee, Capuchin Dark Roast, in whole bean and fresh ground. Start your morning like a crusader with a fresh brewed cup of Capuchin Dark Roast coffee, available at mikechurch.com forward slash shop. Here's what to listen for this hour. Special counsel's target letter to President Trump in 2020 election probe cites three federal statutes. Judge rejects Trump's bid to move New York felony case to federal court. Jason Aldean's controversial courthouse location for small town music video defended by production company. And no evidence of toddler on highway when Carly Russell mysteriously vanished. Special counsel's target letter to former President Trump in 2020 election probe cites three federal statutes. Our political affairs correspondent Magdalene Rose reports. The letter former President Donald Trump received from special counsel Jack Smith informing him that he is a target of the federal investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election mentions three federal statutes related to the deprivation of rights, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., and tampering with a witness. Those three federal statutes were included in the letter that Trump said he received on Sunday night, according to two attorneys with direct knowledge of the document. The context surrounding the statutes is unclear, and including them in the letter does not necessarily mean that Trump will be charged with related counts or that an indictment would be limited to only those three statutes. Regardless of what Trump's surrogates may say, it is likely that this letter will raise concerns among Trump's donors, especially those who see a wide GOP field that they could be donating to aside from Trump. For the Crusade Channel, I'm political affairs correspondent Magdalene Rose. President Donald Trump's attempt to shift his New York criminal case to federal court has been rejected by a U.S. judge. Trump and his lawyers argued that because Trump was president when he carried out the actions for which he's been charged, the case should be heard in federal, not New York court. U.S. District Court Judge Alvin Hellerstein, a Clinton appointee, disagreed. Trump has failed to show the conduct charged by the indictment is for or relating to any act performed by or for the president under color of the official acts of a president. Hellerstein said in a July 19th ruling, Trump has also failed to show he has a colorable federal defense to the indictment. A lawyer for President Trump declined to comment. The office of the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg did not immediately respond to a request for comment either. Jason Aldean is facing significant backlash after the music video for his song Try That in a Small Town was released last Friday. And now the production company behind the project is defending its controversial filming location. According to Fox News, the 46-year-old country star's detractors have slammed the song's lyrics, which some perceived as having racial undertones and promoting a pro-lynching message, for crying out loud. But the singer has strongly denied the claims. Critics have also blasted Aldine over the music video, the majority of which was filmed at a Tennessee courthouse, 
which was the site of a 1927 lynching and 1946 race riot. However, Tacklebox, the company that produced the music video, told Fox News Digital that the courthouse is a popular filming location outside of Nashville that has been featured in a number of music videos and movies. In addition, Tacklebox noted that the five-time Grammy Award nominee did not pick the location. You should listen to the song. It's called Try That in a Small Town. See what you think. Our quote of the day, hold your eyes on God and leave the doing to him. That is all the doing you have to worry about. St. Jane Francis de Chantal. And our saint of the day, he is the saint of orphans and abandoned children. Coming up, you're listening to Crusade Channel News. Hey, Crusaders, did you know that at the Founders Trading Post, we have days, I'm talking days, of digital downloads that you could purchase, and they're all really affordable. Listen, some of these titles would be great for you homeschoolers out there, like Joseph Pierce's Shivania Conference and the Shakespeare Radio Film Fest. To see the entire collection, just go to shop.mikechurch.com. Our saint of the day is St. Jerome Emiliani. A careless and irreligious soldier for the city-state of Venice, it was said, Jerome was captured in a skirmish at an outpost town and chained in a dungeon. In prison, Jerome had a lot of time to think, and he gradually learned how to pray. When he escaped, he returned to Venice, where he took charge of the education of his nephews and began his own studies for the priesthood. In the years after his ordination, events again called Jerome to a decision and a new lifestyle. Plague and famine swept northern Italy. Jerome began caring for the sick and feeding the hungry at his own expense. While serving them, he soon resolved to devote himself and his property solely to others, particularly to abandoned children. He founded three orphanages, a shelter for penitent prostitutes, and a hospital. Around 1532, Jerome and two other priests established a congregation, the clerk's regular of Somasca, dedicated to the care of orphans and the education of youth. Jerome died in 1537 from a disease he caught while tending the sick. He was canonized in 1767. In 1928, Pius XI named him the patron of orphans and abandoned children. Alabama police have not found any evidence to back up the claim of a child wandering along I-459 the night 25-year-old Carly Nickel Russell mysteriously vanished after she called 911, according to newly released details. The Hoover Police Department has not located any evidence of a toddler walking down the interstate, nor did we receive any additional calls about a toddler walking down the interstate. Despite numerous vehicles passing through that area, as depicted by the traffic camera surveillance video. The nursing student had left her job at Woodhouse Spa in the Summit, a shopping center in Birmingham, about 8.20 p.m. before ordering food at a nearby restaurant, picking it up, and heading down the road to Target. After leaving Target, Russell called 911 dispatch to report the toddler on the interstate at 9.34 p.m. and later reiterated the claim to her sister-in-law, with police adding she went missing during her second phone call around 9.36. Police officers arrived five minutes after being dispatched and found Russell's wig, cell phone, and purse along the roadway with an Apple Watch inside the bag. Police said she had purchased snacks from a Target on nearby Highway 280, but the items weren't found inside her car or beside her phone and wig found at the scene of her disappearance. Following her return home Saturday night, investigators obtained surveillance video from the neighborhood, which allegedly showed her walking down the sidewalk alone. 
Police also released information that went against the phone call someone inside the house made after Russell returned home, as the initial call stated she was unconscious, but was up and talking when emergency personnel arrived. So it looks like before everyone freaks out, we should consider the possibility that this is yet another unfortunate publicity stunt. Send me your news tips to Janet at CrusadeChannel.com and stay tuned to the Crusade Channel with live breaking news updates all day and the best live talk radio anywhere. Up next, the Mike Church Show continues. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. I'm Janet Huxley for the Crusade Channel, seeking news and finding truth.